This podcast is sponsored by Active Skin Repair, a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. So, Bree, I remember this one time I was in a bike race around Tucson, and uh, I wasn't paying attention. We were riding down 4th Avenue, and there's railroad tracks, like street car tracks, and my bike's tire like went and wedged in to the railroad tracks, no. and I totally fell down and just like skinned my hands, everything. Ugh. I had nothing with me, nothing at all. And it's that times where you want a first aid product and you have nothing. And (laughs) active skin repair utilizes a molecule called hypochlorous acid. When applied to the skin, the molecule works by mimicking the natural immune response to cleanse, soothe irritation, reduce inflammation, and support healing. I've used it on my son's mosquito bites, and I wish I would have had it the time I totally scraped up my hands. Oh, I hear you. Like whenever I go paddleboarding, kayaking, I'm always trying to find something that is like an all-in-one that I can take with me. And active skin repair could be used like that. It can be used to treat cuts, scrapes, burns, sunburns, rashes, and other types of skin damage. It's also safe and non-toxic, which makes it suitable for all skin types, all parts of the body, like eczema and acne-prone skin, all of that. With over 500,000 happy customers, thousands of five-star reviews, and ingredients so safe and clean they can be used from the youngest member of the family to the oldest, you now have one simple solution for all of your family's skin health needs. Visit www.activeskinrepair.com to learn more about Active Skin Repair and to get 20% off your order. Use code NOGUILT. Welcome to the No Guilt Mom podcast. I am your host today, Miss Bree Tucker, interviewing an amazing guest and close friend of mine, author Joanne Crone. Well, hello, hello. How are you? <laughs> okay, people, we had to redo this because Joanne's like, okay, so you're going to be the intro. And I'm like, awesome. And she hits record and we get our little tick, tick, tick in. And I just sit there. And she stares at me and I'm like, oh, wait, it's me. It's, we got to do this again. It's you. You are the host today of the No Guilt Mom podcast. It's so weird when like just the timing roles got switched. I'm yeah. like, oh, wait, I have to speak first. We're, we're in a what? routine. We have a groove going on. We do. We do. And so you may be wondering, why am I interviewing Joanne today as an author? So I'm sure many of you already know she does have her book, Drama Free Homework. Um, I kind of I can never remember like those subtitles people put at the bottom. I can never remember the subtitle on my own book, and I have to look at it all the time. A parent's <laughs> guide to eliminating homework battles and raising focused kids. Okay, I had to turn around and look at it behind me. Yes. So if my voice sounded funny, that's why. But. <laughs> That is not the book that I am interviewing her about today. She has an amazing book coming out for your kids called Me and My Friendships. Yeah, I'm super excited about it. It releases July 6th uh, on Amazon, and I, I'm stoked. I, I think it is such an important book for kids to have in their hands, and it's something that I wish I would have had as a kid. Ooh, so I get to actually interview her today, so I can't wait for you guys to hear this amazing flip-flopped episode of the No Guilt Mom podcast. And now on with the show. You want mom life to be easier. That's our goal too. Our mission is to raise more self-sufficient and independent kids, and we're going to have fun doing it. We're going to help you delegate and step back 
Each episode, we'll tackle strategies for positive discipline, making our kids more responsible and making our lives better in the process. Welcome to the No Guilt Mom Podcast. So welcome everybody to the Brie Show. No, no, no. I don't know how to do this. It's so scary it's when a I, lot of pressure. It, it's it pressure. sounded okay when we talked about this episode, but I gotta admit, I'm having a little bit of nerves here. You're gonna do great. It's gonna. Oh, it's gonna gosh. be great. It's gonna okay. be great. Okay. <laughs> okay, people. So let's go ahead and get started. So me and my friendships. I am so excited for this book. Like I think it's gonna be so phenomenal. So tell us, and this is, I love this story. Mm-hmm. How did this book come about, Miss Joanne? So it's so funny because like, even though we've, like you've seen me working on the book and it started last year in 2020 around this time, but I just realized right now you haven't even read the book yet. No, I, I haven't gotten like, to yet because it's even been under lock and key. It like, has we been had under lock and key. A, uh, Brie can't read yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Disclosure. But it's, it's funny how this one came about because you had just started here at No Guilt Mom mm-hmm. and we were talking about like our plans for the future and what like we wanted to do and I'm like I think I want to write another book and we're like okay another book let's just put another book on our wish list and you know we'll get to it when we get to it and I swear like two days later an email popped in my inbox being like hey like we uh we're this great company and we publish all these wonderful wonderful books and we're interested in you as an author and we'd like to set up a phone call to talk about two books that we want to create now i have to giggle for a moment because we recently recorded an episode about screen time and talked about how our phones sometimes and our alexas or googles Mm -hmm. we all know that they have the auto capability to listen to us a lot of Mm -hmm. us give them that ability and then when you're talking about something then sometimes the ad pops up later yeah. right <laughs> it was almost like the universe was the listening universe. in it was yeah. like oh you want that opportunity okay here you go <laughs> yeah and it's so funny because I've been a writer a blogger since 2013 when my son was born that's when I started and so I've been writing online and growing the blog and writing about parenting and teaching. And I asked them, I'm like, so how did you find me? And they're like, oh, we did a search for you and we found your site popped up and we think you'd be really good for this project. I'm like, oh, okay. And so I had to audition almost for this book. Yeah, they write like a chapter, right? mm -hmm, Because they had an outline that they wanted, like just basic things they wanted covered in the book. And they're like, here you go, like write us, I can't remember what, like 300, 500 words. Yeah. And that was so nerve wracking for me because I'm like, oh my gosh, like someone's going to evaluate my writing and they're going to tell me how I did. And I was like, okay. It's Um, very different than the blog. It's it's very very different. different. It's very different. And even though I'd written a book before, I was like, oh my gosh, because I go through all the fears. I go through all the fears, guys. And uh, so I wrote this and then I'm like, okay, I did it. Like it's out of my control. And they came back and they're like, yeah, yeah, we think you're going to be a good fit. Let's do it. Yes. And what I really love about this book is that it's not another book for us as parents to read. Mm-hmm. It's a book for your kids to read. So yep. so tell us more about like, why is this topic about me and my friendships so important to you? So it's funny because I was a shy kid and I felt very awkward socially for a very long time. 
even when I worked out in LA and entertainment and going into that world, I still felt awkward. I didn't know how to continue conversations. I really felt insecure about myself. And those are things that have just carried throughout, like through my childhood. Uh, I mean, like I got that book. Have you read the book? How to, oh, gosh, now I can't remember. It's Dale Carnegie. Oh, it's right here. How okay. to Win Friends and Influence People. Oh, I remember you telling me about that it's, book. It's a very well-known book. And so I like read that book and uh, just tried to beef up kind of my social skills knowledge. But as I learn more about social skills and especially how to talk to people and how to make friends and all of those things, I thought, oh my gosh, I would have loved this material when I was either in college or or in high school, knowing that it wasn't me that people didn't find like interesting or didn't like talk to me. And like, honestly, like all of your thoughts you have as a kid and an insecure kid, oh they're not gosh. true anyways. I wish someone could have told me that. I wish someone could have said, hey, like... People actually are really, really wonderful. And here are the things you can do to connect with others. Here are the things other people do that aren't really about you. They're about them and their communication. And so I want to be that voice for kids to say like, hey, this is okay in friendships. This isn't okay. And here's how to make friends and and all of the things. So that's why I was so excited about the project. I love that because I think as a parent... That is one of those things that I don't feel like I ever really spent enough time talking to my kids about, like how exactly to make friends other than, oh, you want to go play with that kid that's over there by the swing set? Go over and ask him if he wants to play tag. Yeah. Like that is not. And that's scary to a kid. Yeah. Because they're like, oh my gosh, they're going to say no. And they're going to like, yeah. Yeah. A good analogy that I heard recently from my stepson, Hyann, he was talking about how someone was was giving him guidance to do some social skills. Mm -hmm. And he likened it to, okay, so so you're talking to this person. They say, okay, go take those boxes, go put them in a circle. And you go, okay, yeah, great. Mm -hmm. And then you walk over and you don't know what to do. So then you walk back to the person and you go, hey, uh, quick question. What's a box? And uh, what's a circle? <laughs> And I think that's what happens when it comes to like friendships. Like sometimes we assume that our kids know those tiny details. Mm -hmm. And so we don't mention to them about the insecurities, how to talk to other people, how to strike up a conversation, how to find those similarities, like those yeah. skills that they need. We kind of skim over them and go to the bigger picture of you just talk to people and yeah. you'll make friends. And that's there's so much more nuance and complexity in there. We'll be right back after a quick break. Hey all, it is Joanne and Bree here and we want to tell you about a podcast that you should check out. It's called Understood Explains. This season of the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert Juliana Uturbe and it's all about how to navigate individual education plans, also known as IEPs. And in this latest season of Understood Explains, it covers topics like how to tell if your child needs an IEP and it busts common myths about special education. We actually just listened to the episode, IEPs, Does My Child Need an IEP? And here is what we loved about it. I loved that it was so digestible. Like it was such a short episode and all of the topics, which could be really confusing to parents, were easily explained. And I loved how they gave great concrete examples because you know how much I love me a good example. They explained what kind of services and supports you could actually see on a child's IEP or individual education plan. And they explained those acronyms that nothing drives me more crazy than when there's acronyms and I don't get it. I don't know what it stands for. They took the time to explain everything in so much 
detail and to cover concerns that a lot of families have about special ed services. To listen to Understood Explains, search for Understood Explains in your podcast app. That's Understood Explains, or just click on the link in our show notes. Shout out to Clarendon for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. Hey guys, Bree here, and let me tell you, April is a killer time of the year for me because it is crazy allergy season. I swear, everything that is in bloom looks fantastic and beautiful, but it makes it so I can't breathe. I am literally coughing, sneezing, rubbing my nose. I look like Rudolph half of the spring. It's terrible. But luckily for those of us who live with symptoms of allergies like I do, we live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can finally breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine is the best decongestant available. It relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy, watery eyes, itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. I absolutely love it. It is the only allergy medicine that works for me. So if you're ready to live life as if you don't have allergies, it's time to live Claritin Clear. Fast and powerful relief is just one quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Like I remember when I went into high school, um, I had just come out like of a horrible kind of experience, social experience in middle school where I was bullied by a group of girls. And it wasn't like, you know, it was girl bullying. It was bullying by exclusion. It was the <sighs> bullying where girl bullying like, is just it's hard. They're, yes. they're like talking about you behind your back and then no one wants to go sit by you because they're going to be outcast by the girl bullies if mm -hmm. they go and be friends with you. And it was just looking back at it. I'm like, oh, my gosh. It's like, amazing. You survived adolescence. I, I was, and we both we both had our experiences with bullies. Yeah. In, in middle school, high school. It's rough. I mean, in seventh grade, I faked a sickness once a week just so I wouldn't have to go to school and deal with everything. Mm -hmm. It got better in eighth grade. It actually got better once I joined student council and I took more of a leadership role in the school and uh, I felt it gave me more control because I could go to school dances and I'm like, I'm just going to work the snack bar and I don't have to talk to anyone. <laughs> like, and that's how I dealt with things. But when I went into high school, I was having this conversation and his name was Brooke. I remember his name was Brooke. He was on my Odyssey of the Mind team and I was looking down the whole time. And Brooke is a very tall guy and he like knelt down and looked up at me. Um, and you were like, why is he I doing that? I wasn't making eye contact. I wasn't looking at people in the face. I was like so afraid of that. I don't know if it was like kind of like the intimate interaction between eye contact with a lot of kids have. A lot of kids have a lot of trouble with eye contact or just like I, I didn't know that was a skill you should have. But that always stayed with me. I was going to say, what I love about that moment right mm -hmm. there is the self-realization it gave you. Yeah. Like had he not done that little thing that I think didn't you say he like kind of laughed too and he did he was like hey yeah well actually I thought he was a jerk but it was Aww. okay <laughs> it was wrongly wrongly opinion on my on my behalf thinking he was a jerk he was not a jerk but he he put an impact on my life just in that one second that I'm like oh right. I need to look people in the eyes and a lot of kids don't know that they need to look people in the eyes I wouldn't recommend doing what happened to me because that made me feel very awkward well and it's also really different on the time span these things come in yeah like, again it, we'll, we'll get to 
to this some more in the interview, but the age group is very important when these skills get introduced to kids. It is. And when it, the younger, the easier. And just like having conversations with kids, though, because you don't have to look at people in the eyes. You can look at people right there between the eyebrows where you don't have that intimate eye connection, but they still think you're paying attention to them. You're not like looking off on like opposite directions because the main thing that kids need to know is that to make and keep friends, other people want to feel acknowledged and listened to. And that's, that's it. They just want to know you're listening to them. They want to know you care about them. And that's like the big secret about keeping friends. Isn't that true, though, for us as adults, too? Yeah, it like, is. It's true like, for everybody. Like, we want those things to be there. We want someone to listen to us. We want somebody to just genuinely give a crap. Yeah. <laughs> those are the people that we keep in our life and that we seek out. Exactly. Because I used to think like, especially in the entertainment industry, because this is how people are, you just have to be an interesting person and you have to know all the things. And if you know all the things and if you have all the good stories, then people will like you and you'll have a ton of friends. And that's not it. Like, those people now, like who I come across who talk only about themselves, I find them so boring because they don't ask any questions. They don't ask you questions about your life. Those aren't the people I hold close in my friendships. Right? As we get older, we know these things. But yes. what a gift would it be for your kids to kind of know this at a younger age group, mm -hmm. right? So we talked about like what you find is helpful in terms of friendships for kids. Yeah. But what do they need to know about like when they're having like a disagreement with, with other friends? This, this is a hard one because some kids are all about the conflict and they'll be like, you took this from me and I don't like it. And they're fine with that. And then other kids shy away from the conflict and they think that standing up for themselves and setting boundaries makes them a rude person. I know a lot of adults that struggle with that and it's hard. It's really hard. And even if your kids like bring this up to you about like them not wanting to say no or if you feel they're pushed around on the playground or pushed around by their friends and always go with the flow, it's a hard conversation to have with them. And sometimes as parents, it's an almost impossible conversation to have with our kids because they'll look at us and they'll be like, oh, it's just because you're my parent. Oh my gosh, like, I hate that. <laughs> I, yes, you're right. We all get that from our kids. The whole like... You're my mom. You have to say that you I'm interesting. That. You have to say that. I and mean, you're like, no, dang it. I'm genuinely. It's like, I know something. I know something. But the only way to get through is either have an outside source talk to them about it, which is like if schools had time for that social emotional education, that'd be a great source. But this book could be a great source for your kids because it comes from someone other than you saying these exact things that you've been telling your kids all along. But for some reason, since they see it now from an outside source, everything starts clicking and they're like, okay. Very. So, so true. Like we have heard that over and over and over again with No Guilt Mom. Like yeah. the, the amount of parents that like when they have a course that they get for their kid and they're like, okay, I loved your course. You had some really great ideas. But some of those things I've been saying to my kid and all of a sudden it comes from Joanne and they just <laughs> listen and run with it. And it's like, yeah, uh-huh. I'm so glad you heard that and that uh, it's a great skill there. Yeah, <laughs> it's just all about it coming from an outside source because parents were so connected to our kids. Like yes. I have a hard time getting through to my own kids. And sometimes they'll see something like being taught or a teacher will say something that I have said. And they're like, oh, yeah, my teacher said this. I'm like, I and, say that. And you have to hold back from doing that because as soon as you, you ruin the moment by yeah. saying you said it, you didn't. 
then it turns into where sometimes they disregard it then or they just go, no, you didn't. And then you just get this argument. You get so mad. Yeah, it just, it does not help. It does not help at all. Yeah, but getting kids to disagree with their friends is incredibly, incredibly hard. And it's almost like we as parents have to share all the times that we have disagreed with people and we have to be very explicit about the boundaries that we set in our lives and tell our kids about them. For them to realize that, okay, this is okay. I can do this too. All the more reason why having boundaries as moms, don't feel guilty about those boundaries. They are good for our kids. Yeah. So, okay. So something else that I do remember uh, when you were writing the book, because I did get to hang out with you a lot while you were doing it. Yeah. I had my big like flow charts on the, the yes. mirrors, all my circle maps. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so like one of the things that you talk about in the book, you're teaching the kids about flexible thinking. Yes. Let's talk a little bit about that. Like, tell us a little bit more about what flexible thinking is and, and how that helps the kids. It's like, so interesting because I was just having this conversation with my son today about he didn't want to say no. And I was giving him this strategy, like, if you don't want to say no, something that I do, and I talk about this in the book about, you know, saying a positive first, like, mm-hmm. I really like playing with you and then following it up with, but I don't like doing that. And he responds to me. He's like, mom, kids don't do that. And I'm like, yeah, they don't do that. But it's okay because if you did it this way, you wouldn't have to feel bad about saying no. Like it doesn't have to be like the way everyone else does it. Like it's okay to do things a different way. But flexible thinking is all about like figuring out a way to compromise. And maybe it's not exactly what you want, but it's something that you could do to make both people happy. Which is a huge life skill right there. It's a huge life skill. So I have a, I have a piece of the book that oh, I yes. can read. So you can see, and it's written for kids. So you're going to see like, it's not my writing to adults voice. It is my writing to kids voice, which tends to be a little more animated. <laughs> yes. So if you have your kids, hey, if pop you have them your on kids, for this part. Here you go. This is flexible thinking. Don't you wish you could always get what you want? The world would be so easy. Can you imagine? You say, I want to play hide and seek, and everyone agrees. You say, I want to color right now, and all your friends do it with you. Nope, it doesn't work that way. Our friends want turns to do what they want as well. We need to do what our friends want to make sure they feel happy in the friendship too. In good friendships, both people get a little of what they want. They also give up a little of what they want to make the other person happy. And we want to make others happy, right? So we do something called flexible thinking. Think about a superhero. She bends, she twists, she gets out of the way of danger fast. She's flexible, which means she's able to change her plans when she needs to. Think about the last time you and your friends couldn't decide what to do. Now, imagine your friend wants to play golf with a basketball and you want to play a game on your tablet. What do you do? You need to be flexible. One way to do this is to try a give and take. First, you give. You can say to your friend, okay, we can try playing golf with a basketball. You're giving your friend what they want. Then you ask for your take. After we do that, can we play a game on the tablet? You're also asking for what you want. Your friend may say yes, or they may have another idea that you like just as much. The important thing is that you offered to do something that wasn't your first choice. Pretend you really want to watch a movie, but your friend wants to play hide and seek. You need to use your flexible thinking here. You can say to your friend, I don't feel like running around right now. Is there something else you want to do instead? The most important thing is that you're telling your friend what you don't want to do. This is so important. We wish people could have superpower mind reading skills, but they don't. 
You're also thinking about your friend by trying to do something they want to do. And that's just one little piece of the book. (laughs) I love that. You really like broke that down and put it into a thought process that younger kids can really figure out. Yeah, like that's perfect. So. It's perfect for elementary school. The book's I written for like six to nine-year-olds, but I think it's really good for any kid in elementary school. And it also has like games and quizzes they can take, like the fun magazine quizzes, you know, the ones that are like, pick A, pick B, this is going to tell you something about yourself. So Every kid loves quizzes. I love mm-hmm. quizzes. I still love my quizzes. They are so much fun. We'll be right back after a quick break. When it comes to raising kids, there's so much to consider. Things like, what do we feed them? When do we feed them? How do they sleep? What does it look like to raise kind kids? How does their nervous system work? How do I keep myself calm? What are my triggers? There's so much that comes into play. And we are distilling all of that information for you at Voices of Your Village podcast, where we bring experts in the field of early childhood and education and psychology and across the board so that you don't have to comb the internet for information. You get to show up and hang out and have shame-free, judgment-free conversations and insights into what it looks like to raise kind, empathetic, emotionally intelligent humans. I'm Alyssa Blask Campbell. I have a master's degree in early childhood education. I'm a mom of two, and I am walking this journey right alongside you doing this work. Come hang out with me at Voices of Your Village, and we can dive into real conversations with actionable tips. If you're a parent, I invite you to join us at the Mindful Mama podcast, where it's all about becoming a less irritable, more joyful parent. With sometimes hilarious and always thought-provoking experts and friends, at Mindful Mama, we know that you cannot give what you do not have. And when you have calm and peace within, then you can give it to your children. I'm Hunter Clark Fields, and I can't wait to see you there. Listen in to the Mindful Mama podcast. Yeah. Okay. So for those people that are loving this so much and want to hear more, like tell us about the book. Where can they get the book? How can they get the book? Tell us more about me and my friendships. So it's available on Amazon July 6th and you could just search me and my friendships or we'll have a link for you, of course, in the show notes, but it has a bright orange cover. You cannot miss it. And it's available for pre-order up until then. And I don't know if you guys have heard us talk with authors on the podcast before. Yeah. Why is pre-order so important? Pre-order so important because it tells other stores how popular the book might be and how many copies to order of the book. So it's really important for a book in pre-order and we have a little pre-order bonus for you all so if you all go and order the book from amazon on pre-order you take a screenshot of your receipt you're gonna go to noguiltmom.com backslash friendships and we're gonna have all the instructions there there's a form to fill out and we're gonna email you access to a course for your kids that is only available on pre-order like only only like this is a special course that we're making just for this book it's going to be called how to make and keep friends and I'm going to walk your kids through some of the strategies that I teach them in the book because books are wonderful and amazing but a lot of kids also need it demonstrated and they need to hear it talked about and they need to hear tone of voice and so that is what this little mini course is going to do It's very short, but there are little fun quizzes in it as well. And it's an awesome pre-order bonus. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. I already want to get it, but my kids are like... They're a little older. Your kids are a little older.
older for but a, that's like, middle okay. school. I don't think they would jive with the tone in this book for middle school. This is an elementary school book. Well, yeah, we already know too. Like my kids have known you since they were tiny. And yeah. Audrey's always like, you mean Joanne? And I'm like, well, Miss, no, no, no. There's no Miss Joanne. It's Joanne. <laughs> I use Audrey's name in the book. It's funny because I Ooh. I use a lot of like my daughter's friends, friends and friends' friends just as like names in the book because there's all these scenarios that are, they're kind of like the what would you do scenario and kids have to figure out what they would do in the situation. But mm-hmm. it's totally fun. And I'm very, very excited to get in the hands of a lot of kids who will benefit from learning these friendship strategies and social skills and how to treat others with kindness and listen as well as conflict to disagree in a way that feels good a way way that feels doable (laughs) I love this I love it I love it love it so go and get me and my friendships it's available for pre-order on Amazon the Mm -hmm. book will be released on July 6th which is right around the corner it's like barely even a month away Mm -hmm. from from the day we're going to be airing this so thank you so much miss joanne crone for coming and talking with us about you know your book i feel like you know uh we were pretty special here yeah pretty lucky here thank you it's been a pleasure coming on yes (laughs) thank you so much okay i cannot do your closing okay i can't we could do the outro so that author joanne she was great yeah she she was cool i loved it did you hear like the did you hear the intonation and the animation in her voice like oh man she really believes what she writes about she had a lot of great points yeah Yeah. she did did. i think that book is going to be fabulous for kids. I wonder what she's going to write next. I don't know. <laughs> and that was a genuine, I don't know. I was like, I don't know. Maybe we need to like that. have a conversation, throw it out there to the universe again, because again, we know that just like Alexa, it's listening and be like, Alexa, it's listening, so we need yeah. some inspiration for the next book. Wink, wink, hint, hint. Book babies. Send something our way. Book babies are hard because it's like you write and you write and then it's like out of your hands. Because like <laughs> you have baby. so much. Con- it's a book baby because you have so- like I had so much control when writing the book like in January. That's when my drafting process was and uh, submitting milestones to my editor and all of that. And that was like a strenuous process. But just uh, it's always hard to write and get feedback. It's always hard because you put yourself out there and you think that, oh, my gosh, everyone's going to hate it. <laughs> all, all writing is all vulnerable. Writing. I think every I think every writer feels that way. And that's something that I didn't know before I became a writer, like how emotionally taxing it is. And it's that way for everybody. So it's a total normal feeling. Yeah. So if you're thinking of writing something and you're like, no, everyone will hate it. Know that every single writer thinks that <laughs> and you just push through. <laughs> oh, man, that yeah. is like all about that. Oh, that little voice in our head that just scares us. It gives it us is. the guilt, gives us the fear of doing things. It, it is very scary. And you just, you push through and you, you give your best and you then hope for the best and you keep going. Yes. That's so it. check out Me and My Friendships, again, available for pre-order on Amazon, released on July 6th. So like, I guess yes. like delivery is like right after that. Probably. I'm not that, I'm not that, you it's know, hip on to July this whole 6th, process. So. I know the Kindle, <laughs> the Kindle version actually releases sooner, but get the print copy. You want a print copy. Oh yeah. Yeah. Because they, they need, I think kids need that. I it's think hard. kids really do need a print copy. It's easier, like it's the tactile thing. Oh, yeah. If you're anything like me, like I am a tactile and my kids are both tactile. Like I tried to get them onto Mm -hmm. reading on their Kindles just because I don't know, it's cheaper. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, they both are like, we need the pages. Yeah. And there's like, there's quizzes and stuff. So like you circle them and like, oh, yeah. You want to write in the book. You need that stuff. Yeah. So remember, the best mom is a happy mom. Take care of you. And we'll talk to you later. Thanks for stopping by. 
Well, hey there, busy mama. Are you looking for ways to make your life easier, your home less chaotic, and at the same time, add more joy to your life? My name is Deanna Yates, and I'm the host of Wanna Be Clutter Free, a podcast all about letting go of the stuff we don't need in our lives so that we can focus on what truly matters. Don't worry, I'm not going to tell you to throw it all away or make you feel guilty about keeping something you love, no matter how many other people don't quite understand it. But I will give you practical and more importantly, actionable advice so that you can make progress right away. And you won't just hear it from me. There are amazing guests too. It's like having your bestie in your pocket, telling you it's okay to let go of the things that are not serving you and your family in a totally non-judgmental way. So join me over on the podcast where we can work on progress over perfection for those of us that want to be clutter-free.